what's going on everybody happy sunday merry christmas and uh had a couple of days off was out in the boonies the middle of nowhere with lacy and the family <clears throat> it was a really great time uh it was actually kind of nice to unplug a little bit um it was just a in general really good stuff and uh i'm happy that uh i got the chance to do that um so I'm going to tell you a little bit about what's up, Stanley, uh, a little bit about some, you know, things that, you know, went on in my head, some situations that came up and um, talk a little bit about something that I think is really profound. What's up, honey? Love you. Um, that I need to, like, express to people here, you know. Um, and so I don't know, you know, if you've been following my story for a long time, if you haven't, whatever. Um, but uh, um. I proposed to Cassie uh, last year on Christmas Eve. I had all of her family as my co-conspirators. Uh, we filmed it. We put it on Facebook. There was a whole uh, <laughs> like trick I pulled on her to be able to do it. Um, and uh, you know, earlier on this year when she passed, I knew for a fact that when everything came down to it, this Christmas was going to be fucking hard. And um, you know, it didn't disappoint on that level. You know, I guess that's a good thing and a bad thing, you know, but it's mostly a good thing because it, it forces me to process my emotions and stuff. And I realized midday yesterday, um, as like, you know, uh, Lacey's family was like having, a all kinds of fun or, you know, the kids were there. There was all kinds of noise. You know, if you know me at all, it's hard for me to deal with loud sudden noises which makes it difficult for kids sometimes but i really worked my way through and i tried to be as present as possible it was still good stuff though I, I do love kids it's just the noises sometimes get me but um you know Lacey kept asking like hey are you okay what's wrong what's going on and i you know if i'm honest and i sit down and think about it it really did fuck with me a lot because i remember when we were getting ready to drive out to this cabin uh also thank you destiny um I appreciate you. I make them, I make them for myself and anybody that it might help, you know? So I appreciate that too. What's up, Chris? Um, and I catch myself, you know, on the way out here, I check my Facebook and I say, Hey, do you remember these memories from a year ago? And it's like, I knew earlier on in the week that something was going to hit me with that. And it, and of course it was Facebook, you know? So it was kind of nice to be unplugged from all that because it forced me from sitting and just watching it over and over and over again. You know, and when I just barely got back today, I had the opportunity to watch that video again. And, um, whoo, you know, uh, when I heard her say, you know, does a bear shit in the woods when I proposed to her and how happy she was, like she just barely, you know, almost flipped her chair over coming out of it. And it was like a really profound experience to watch that happen from a third party perspective. Cause it's, I mean, I, I did it, but it's like watching it happen over again even though I lived it, especially since, you know, she's passed on now, it was like a whole other type of, uh, emotion that came along with that, you know, and I'm really glad that we captured that video. Um, and I just kept getting fucking really sad, man. And I, um, you know, one of the things I always try to keep in mind and I'm not great at it is that, you know, I am not my emotions. I am the observer of my emotions. I am the person who is experiencing the emotions. I'm not the emotion itself. I'm not depressed. I'm not sad. I'm not angry. I am experiencing depression, sadness, or anger, or joy, or anything. So I'm experiencing my emotions. I am not my actual emotions. And so, 
You know, one of the things that I always try to do when I'm really fucked up about something is write it down. Um, and I don't know if that's something you guys all ever try to do or not, but I'm telling you, I'm just fucking telling you, there is power in the word. And most importantly, the answers will fucking come to you when you take the time to put the pencil to the paper. I promise you, promise you, promise you, God has the answers for you. Once you're willing to sit down and count the cost, once you're willing to sit down and be honest about who you are, God rewards honesty and God rewards authenticity and vulnerability. And there's not any other thing in the whole fucking universe that's more authentic than getting vulnerable with you. There's nothing in the world that is more profound than getting authentic and vulnerable with your creator. Now your creator fucking already knows it all. But when you admit it, when you talk to him, when you are willing to open up about it, it changes the relationship. Just like my kids, I can't help them if they don't talk to me, even though I know something's wrong, even though I most of the time know what the fuck they're thinking. But I can't force them to either. You know, and when I got it all down on the paper, man, I got all juicy eyed and then I just wrote a couple of times like, man, I fucking miss you. And I just don't know how to cope with that sometimes. And I don't know how to feel about the fact that you're just not in this fucking world it doesn't even seem fucking real like it just doesn't you know and it struck me today in a really powerful powerful fucking way that you know like our two or three main things that we should always make a goal in our life is you know to get to know ourselves to help cure our own pain and, and to take that pain to god so he can help us cure it and then to give those same tools to other people but if it only takes me writing down on paper in a conversation to God, literally my notebook, I have a titled area of my notebook that's just journaling with God or conversations with God where I just talk to God like he's my friend, like, because he is, or like he's my father. Hey, I don't know what to do about this. I'm feeling really fucked up about this. I'm really excited about this thing that's happening. Please help guide me in this. And can you please give me some wisdom here? I appreciate everything you've done. I really do appreciate you being here. Like, just talk to him like he's my fucking best friend. And if God created us, that means that greatness and an infinitely powerful being made us and is therefore inside of us as well. So greatness and and the imperative to be able to do things about our own problems is already within us. And so what I wanted to get across today because it was a really powerful experience, especially not having done those lives and not doing all the normal crap. I mean, like Lacey can attest to the fact that I was literally outside in front of the whole fucking family on the side of the cabin. Uh, what do you call it? A porch and doing, uh, body weight, uh, exercises and burpees and shit like that. Trying to get my, my mind right because I'm so used to working myself out. I'm so used to being able to have purpose with my job and have purpose with my family, getting them to school, doing all the things that I almost don't know what the fuck to do with myself on vacation. I really don't. It's weird. But while I was on vacation, I took an internal vacation and I got to know myself a little bit more, you know? Um, and all the answers that we could ever possibly want are already inside of us. And that's the hardest part about any of these things. That's why things hurt so fucking much is because we really already do know how to cope and how to deal with anything that ever happens to us. Anything that might ever happen to us and anything that has already happened to us is all within our control to modify our internal state with. That is to say, 
just like Viktor Frankl and me and Lacey have talked about how much we love this book so many times in Man's Search for Meaning, talks about how he found freedom and release and actual joy somehow in the camps of Auschwitz. And meanwhile, you know, with a beautiful family in front of me, these new people that are from Lacey's family that have taken me in without thinking twice about it, you know, they're asking me for for fucking advice or we're just having these cool deep ass conversations it was fucking weird just to understand that i've become the type of person that people are interested in hearing their perspective on you know and i realized that i have i was living in the past a little bit which is just natural with grief it is but i was like stuck in this really awkward emotion of being overjoyed at the situation I found myself in. My kids were fucking safe. They're with me. We're experiencing these, all these new things. We're all having to learn how to practice patience when we're in, in close proximity with one another, but we're also practicing love and joy and being present since there was no cell phone service. So we all had to actually be present, play cards, do things that we used to fucking do. You know, if uh, any of you are old enough like me to remember before cell phones <laughs> or at least before Facebook and smartphones and shit. Um, and the other part of me was warring with this weird, not maybe not weird, but this expectation of the life that I had in my mind a, a year ago, you know, how just like, I remember how she was dropping hints about wanting to get married. And I remember how she dropped all these hints about what ring she wanted. And like, I went, I ended up having to buy a fucking separate ring because I wasn't sure that the one I ordered from this special company that custom made him was going to be there on time. Like I was like really nervous. I asked her dad for permission to marry her. I asked her son, asked her brother, you know, I asked my kids and, uh, especially whooping ass and spades for sure. Lacey, I love you, honey. And, um, I was just filled with all this anticipation and, uh, you know, I never would have expected in a million years, I guess I probably should have for her to answer me when I said, will you marry me, Cassie, for her to say, does a bear shit in the woods? And, uh, somebody commented, it was like, you know, I expected to hear something come out of your mouth, but I wasn't expecting to hear biscuits and gra country gravy. And that's exactly what came out of your mouth. It was fucking country is cornbread. And I was like, to this day, like, you know, I thought that that was what my experience was like out there. And, you know, I'm not, a fucking country kid. I'm, I'm a city kid. And I remember it being such a weird dichotomy where I had to like accept all these things about life in the country that I didn't ever have to deal with in the city. And, you know, she had to accept all these things about me being a city kid that was totally different from, you know, her norm in the country. And like, I was telling Lacey about it and she was like, man, you guys were like a perfect fit. And the thing is though, is that like, I'm also still a perfect fit for Lacey because we, just match each other in different ways. I'm a different man than I was then. And, you know, I don't think that anything like that cannot change you. Um, I think that those kinds of moments are the things that really tell whether or not you're the type of human being type of man or woman that you say you are. Anybody can talk about how they're a real one when it's fucking easy, but who are you when it gets hard? And I know that all the answers that I found throughout that difficult time, all the times I fucking, I literally would, would go to sleep fucking weeping and wake up weeping again and fall back asleep weeping and do that four or five times in a night literally like just waking up in a full-on sob because like even fucking unconscious my brain could not fucking process the pain I was feeling what's up James and I just weathered it 
you know, I trusted in God and I, I prayed all the time. And I remember I even prayed for her before she passed. You know, I didn't know what was going on, but it was a confusing time for sure. And um, I still do pray for her a lot, you know. Um, but it, 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 just, it just changed me. And I found those answers in me. And you'll find your answers in you. All the fucking times when you like think that you're at the end of your rope and you don't have anything left in the fucking tank, dig deeper. <laughs> just fucking dig deeper. Don't fucking give up. When you need help, fucking ask for it. When you know the answer, fucking use it. Even today, man, we got back and I just wanted to sit down and fucking vegetate all fucking day. And I was trying to fuck this off. Literally, I mean, on a brutal honesty, brutally fucking vulnerable, authentic way. I wanted to fuck this live video off and just do it tomorrow. Well, I'll catch up with it tomorrow. But like, I know that these have my fucking spirit in them, that this has my purpose and my calling in it. And when I'm not living in my calling, I'm living in pain. When I'm not living for the best version of me, I'm living for a lesser version of me. And that amount of pain in your heart of hearts, when you know that about what you're doing and how you're acting, is worse than any pain of loss I could ever feel. Like, for real. Like, the pain of how bad I used to fucking hate myself was un-fucking-deniable. It was on my face. It is on my face. It's written everywhere on me. <laughs> it was in everything I did. And I had to start turning to me and just asking me, hey, what's up, Kyler? Like, what's wrong with you, Justin? Why do you fucking do this? Why don't you love you? Why do you want to fucking avoid it? You know, and here's the crazy thing, man. Like, I know people that are like fucking addicts and I know people that are fucking, you know, anger, you know, addicts and, and every type of behavior you can imagine. But here's another brutal, honest thing that I learned about myself this weekend that I thought was a really powerful thing that I had, you know, to know about me. I am an addict to not wanting to do anything. I am an addict to ease and comfort. I'm an addict to the type of, you know, the type of things like just fucking sitting around and fucking watching movies all day long, which I've watched two of them today, which is so fucking out of character for me. I don't even know how to start. And it literally got to the point where I started doing push-ups in my front room and putting positive affirmations on YouTube so that I could get that shit the fuck out of me. I'm not an angry person by nature. I'm just really not. I'm an impatient person. I'll admit that. But What's up, Samantha? Um, but what I am, man, is I'm addicted to... I'm trying to think of a best way to put it. Short-selling my potential. I know deep in my heart of hearts that I'm made for great things. I know deep in my heart of heart that God has fucking massive plans for me. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been through the things I've been through because you don't forge iron with small and soft hand strokes and fucking anvil hits i'm not a fucking blacksmith i know i use the wrong terms i fucking know that i'm going to win that i will succeed god with me nothing can stand against me but the enemy attacks us at our point of weakness in the expansion into our new lives the devil negativity negative energy whatever you want to call it is going to attack you right at your weak point. Why would you not? 
It's literally in the art of war. It's literally in every fucking textbook about war or battle that has ever been written. Attack the enemy in their weak spot. And our spiritual enemy knows our weak spots. Our, my spiritual enemy knows that I don't want to have to fucking push through all that stuff. But my spirit knows that if I do, what's on the other side is so meaningful and powerful that I must do it. And so just like I'm saying, the answers are on the inside of me. Anything that I resist on a spiritual level, I must do. Anything I don't want to do, I should do. Anything I do want to do, I should at least second guess and decide whether or not I'm seriously wanting to do that or whether or not I'm living in a hedonistic or, or fleshly self-serving manner. And that's how I can get on here and just fucking talk for days, even though it's weird and uncomfortable, because I know that my purpose is to help other people. Opposition always hits you when you're trying to do good. Plus, you got to be special when both the enemy and God wants you. I love that. See, we are perfect fit, honey. And I wouldn't be here. Just like you said the other day when I was talking to you about this, that you said that, you know, that God took what the enemy tried to, to use for evil. And even though I lost Cassie and that the world did lose her and she lost her life, um, it, it brought me back into the fold. and It brought me into a position where I'm able to have a relationship with my creator and spread that joy and love. And as kind of a final thing, I'm going to invite everybody again, like I always do, to do something different. I want you to dig so fucking deep this, this last few weeks here this year. Don't worry about what you're going to do for New Year's resolution. Don't worry about I want you to really think about what is your biggest fucking struggle. What do you know holds you back more than anything? And I want today today to be your commitment day for it being done i don't want you to wait and give yourself that extra time if you were in battle if you were in battle all right you don't have the fucking luxury of saying you know what i think i'll prepare my defenses next week it's not how it works i think i'll prepare my defenses when the perfect day arrives that's preordained a month from now no we don't have that option. Our only option is to shore up all of the leaks in the boat now. To plug or to plug the leaks in the boat and shore up the holes in our walls. To choose to, to literally build the castle of our minds and the fortress of our minds in such a way that when the enemy tries to strike, we don't have the luxury or opportunity to fucking fall victim to it. And so I say again, the answers to everything you ever need is inside of you already. Do you want to be a better dad? It's a fucking simple equation. Do you want to be a better mother? It's a simple fucking equation. Do you want to be a better person, a better like financier? Do you want to have better finances? Do you want to have more control of your life? Are any of these things that you don't know for sure you could fucking seek the answers to immediately if you wanted to? Tell me that there's one question you have in your life that somebody couldn't fucking answer if you sought the right information. And I'll tell you this here too. Here's what it comes down to. I'm not the only person in the world that's addicted to short selling myself. All of you are. All of us are. Every single fucking one of us is addicted to short selling our potential. And that's why we're living in pain. Our pain is not being in God's calling. Our pain is not accepting that when we say, why me? That God says, because I made you and you are perfect for exactly what you are going to do. Because you're perfect. You're perfect for what God has designed you to do. 
And, uh, fuck, man, I'm rambling a little bit now, but it feels like I'm waxing pretty poetic. (laughs) I just know that really everything in life that's not in some way, shape, or form living in your calling and living to help people around you and living in a fashion that you're not just doing it for whatever makes you feel fucking good, for whatever makes you feel good right fucking now, for whatever's convenient, for whatever's easy, you're fucking yourself over with. And I'm going to wrap this up, but we're going to say one last thing because I just can't shut up. That's just who I am. But um, whatever comes easiest to you, don't stand on that as a pile of achievements anymore. Like if you're fucking naturally good at sports, then I want you to fucking be the goddamn best. Excuse my language. To be the god darn best. That doesn't make it any better, I guess. It's still an epithet. Oops, sorry, Jesus. Um, but I don't want to just be a good speaker. I don't want to just be a good tattoo artist. I want to be the best one that I can possibly be. I want to be the best artist I can be, the best father, the best everything I'm capable of being. And some people call that obsessed, but I would challenge you to take a look at the people who don't have an obsession with bringing the best them to the table or you, if you're that person and ask yourself, is your life really actually fulfilling right now? Are you really feeling fulfilled? Is just scraping a by and paying the bills day to day enough for you? Because I don't think any of us would answer that and say, you know, you know what? I want to wake up tomorrow and be in the same struggle for the rest of my fucking life. I want that struggle to be fucking so hard. And it is because I swear it gets harder and harder every day sometimes for me to continue living in my calling. That it makes it worth it. If, it, if I didn't have to drag my shit out of bed and go do 50 fucking push-ups and watch some affirmations on YouTube and try to get some positivity in my mind so I could force myself to do this, it wouldn't have been worth it for me to stand in front of you today. Excuse me, because I'm not perfect by a long damn shot. But I do know that I love all of you enough that I want to continue to grow with you. Just like Chris says here, it's grow time. Big love to everybody. Got to show these shoes off real quick. Got this flesh-toned uh, tracksuit <laughs> and uh, blue hugs. Thanks, honey. Love you. See you tomorrow, guys.